Hi, and welcome to On Course, the podcast from Echoing Green that explores social entrepreneurship and the pieces of people's lives that they tend to leave out of their bios. Echoing Green is a premier global investor in new leaders who are boldly working to change the world, providing fellowships, community, seed stage funding, and strategic support at that critical stage where they're just trying to get off the ground. My name is Eric Dawson. I'm a father, husband, social entrepreneur, storyteller, and I have the distinct honor of serving as a chaplain for Echoing Green. I, along with my colleagues, support fellows on their spiritual and emotional well-being as they mediate between who they often feel they need to be publicly with how they often feel privately. I'm a fraud. I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm doing. On Course is about the journey that these leaders take from the moment they decide to act, to create, to change. Today, I have the pleasure of catching up with Darius Ballinger, founder and CEO of Chasing 23, a nonprofit organization focused on building respect, unity, and a sense of empowerment among young people in Chicago by introducing them to a community of support, accountability, and hope. By providing a comprehensive blend of mentorship, tutoring, and workforce development programming, Chasing 23 supports youth of color in developing personal and professional skills, building pride and confidence, and developing goals for long-term success. Darius, one of the things, uh, many things I admire about you is your, uh, is your, your relentless pursuit of, of, of excellence uh, uh, manifested by this, by this interview. We, we've had internet problems, phone disconnecting, and you've finally uh, called in. So uh, I just want to appreciate you and, and your commitment to telling your story. Because um, I think stories, stories really matter, right? That's our, that's our currency for, for, for social change. And I think your story mm-hmm. in particular is, is such an important one because your work is so important. And what I, what I love about Chasing 23 is it's, it's rootedness, right? It's not about a, about a killer app um, or, 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 or conferences or convenings. It, it's about being rooted in, in a community, in, in a group of people, um, in, in a culture and, and in a place. And, and I just love to just start with that place Tell us about your home. Tell us about, about growing up. Tell us about, about your roots. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, and, and third time's the charm. Uh, and so I'm calling in, man. I'm calling in from the South side of Chicago, uh, a, a, a beautiful city, uh, a city of many different stories of many different sides. Uh, and, and it's really uh, important that folks get the full perspective uh, of the city of Chicago. Um, I, how I grew up on the south side of Chicago, I grew up experiencing the the side and the narrative that I think most folks know about Chicago who don't live here, um, which it, it, that it's segregated, um, that, it, that it's, uh, you know, ridden with crime, gang, uh, crooked politicians, right? Like this is the hustle and bustle of Chicago. And being a, a young boy growing up in, in one of these communities, you, there is this notion that you want to just make it out, right? Like if I could just, man, if I could just beat the streets, if I could just make it past kind of whatever's happening in my home, whatever's happening on my corner, whatever's happening in my city, if I could just get to the other side of this thing, if I can make it to a college, if I can get to a nice suburb, then like life will then begin and life will happen for me. And, 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 and you know, for me, that, that's, that's a hard reality to accept. Um, because this is where I grew up. This is where I'm from. And, and, and so 
you know, I have a hard time leaving a thing when, when I can very well, you know, make a difference and make a change here. At this point in my life, man, I'm, I'm falling in love with, with, with the food of the city. You can, you know, ride 15 minutes and get some Caribbean food or another 15 minutes and get some uh, pasta that, that's really going to kind of give you that Italian, that, 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 that feel. Um, and then you can go further, right? And you have your Mag Mile and you have all of these, you know, famous designers, Virgil, from Off-White or, or you know, um, Joe Fresh Goods or Fat Tire Workshop, right? And, and it's so all these beautiful experiences that make you say, man, I love this city. And, and it really inspires you to be a lot more. So I, I'm really, you know, rooted in, in Chicago, man. I'm really rooted in the belief of, like, changing where you are. Um, I know growing up that that was a thing, right, to make it out of the hood. Um now I, I really think that people are like, you know, you'll hear it in rap and pop culture, like buy back to hood, make where we are a better place um, because this is our home. There's you, you come at your work uh, through through loss um, and, and a pretty devastating one at that um, from, from a mentor or some, someone who's really important to you. Tell us about that, that part of your journey. Um, I think one of the, 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 the most notable things or the most notable relationships that has um, kind of taken place in my life was my relationship with my homeboy, Wayne, who was a good friend of mine who inspired me to start Chasing 23 through just like, kind of like just a broke conversation. Um, you know, with my, my friend who I met at the age of 21, um, this is, you know, I, I dropped out of high school at 18, uh, kind of just rolled around the state, the country, just kind of finding myself, um, uh, picked up my first charge at 19, uh, came home after like four months, told myself I wasn't going to do, wasn't going to do that bad stuff anymore. Went to a college town at 20, tried to get myself together, found myself kind of going back into the same things that I was just going to. And then my friend named Wayne, man, who saw me at 20 years old with a lot of energy and a lot of like, you know, stuff and, and, and just kind of putting my energy in places that wasn't, wasn't fruitful. And, I'm in my own way telling me like, man, Darius, you know, man, you could you could be great, bro. You don't got to settle for like the life of crime. You don't got to settle for like just kind of this this one sided story that you've seen coming from the south side of Chicago. And he really encouraged me to 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 you survive to this point, but now I want to encourage you to live and thrive and be more and and man, chase your 23, man, chase your greatness. Cause I'm chasing my greatness. I'm chasing my 23. And when he said it, it was like that that was nice. I liked that. That was very like catchy. And that was in August of 2012. Fast forward six months later, uh, I'm going in, in back and forth in between courts, um, a, a felon, uh, fighting another charge, feeling like, man, you know, I'm going to go to prison. Um, and, and my homeboy Wayne was like, man, nah, I don't see that for you. I don't see you going to prison. I, I don't kind of just see you just fizzing out as like a neighborhood guy. I just don't see that for you. And, and, and I held on to that. And I went to court, man, April 12th, 2013, um, woke up. It was my 22nd birthday. Uh, and I went to court this day with the full understanding that, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm going to go to prison. You know, hopefully the state offers me a two-year deal. I, I, I'll go down. I, I'll get some good time. You know, I'll be home in 12 months, 18 months. And I remember I, get, I got to court that morning. Uh, it was a Friday. And I remember the attorney coming to me and, and saying, hey, you know, the state wants to work. They want to work out a deal. Um, you know, they're, they're willing to violate your probation. 
uh, and, and continue out your probation for another two years. Uh, but you'll have to kind of sit uh, in, in county jail for a couple of for a couple of weeks. Um, and, and then we'll kind of restart this, this probation period for you. And so uh, I, I accepted that. I accepted that plea. And I remember leaving that courtroom uh, and, and just feeling like, wow, like, wow, you know, OK. My homeboy said it wasn't going to go like that. Like he was, I, I'm like, he was so confident that it wasn't going to go like that. He had to know something. So I remember calling him and telling my man, Joe, I caught that blessing. Right. Like I, like it, it, it they, they ain't talking about no prison time. They talking about a couple weeks in the County. Like, that's okay. That, that's like summer camp. I can do that and, and come back home. He's like, yeah, bro, I'm telling you, man, see, that's what I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta chase your greatness. You gotta chase your 23. I get a phone call the next morning. And one of my homeboys was like, Hey, did you talk to Wayne? I'm like, yeah, I talked to him last night. He like, uh, he like, man, man, and I don't know. They saying some, something happened. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm not thinking nothing fatal. I was not expecting it to be what it was. Um, and so I called his phone. He didn't answer. And I remember going on Instagram and seeing a picture of my homeboy in my news feed. And it was like praying hands, and it was like RIPs. And I remember like, I was just like, it is seven, eight years later, and it's still like a, ah, it was like a wow. I know for many social entrepreneurs, our work is driven by the gifts of relationships and the sense of loss. And you've had both in your life. I'm curious about how Wayne's mentorship and, and death impacted your trajectory and the eventual launch of Chasing 23? He was a victim of a domestic violence incident, uh, something that was really a, a blind side and a traumatic experience. But it was, it was, a, it was a defining point for me in my life. Was, was I going to continue on the path that I was going on? Or was I going to take the advice that Wayne had given me, you know, leaned into my inner voice that was telling me there was more what, what was I going to do? And it was, it, it was, it was mentorship that, that helped me get to that fork in the road moment for myself, because I, I had got into a frame of mind that there was only one route to go. And, and maybe from this one route that other routes will branch off. Um, my mentorship put a fork in the road. Mentors, my homeboy Wayne was like, you don't have to do this. Like, let me let you know that if you choose to do this, this is your choice, but I see so many other things for you. Um, and so mentorship allowed me to say, gave me the, gave me the encouragement to, to do and to step out on something else, to, to build something else, to say that, you know, what Chasing 23 is now today, I had the, I had what it takes in me back then to build it. I love that image of mentorship as a, as a fork in the road and, and the way you describe Wayne's support leading you to paint it forward and, and leveraging mentorship as a pathway for other youth. My name is Eric Dawson, and this is On Course. I'm speaking with Darius Ballinger, founder and CEO of Chasing 23. We'll be back with more after a short break. On Course is produced by Echoing Green. For more than 30 years, Echoing Green has been on the front lines of solving the world's biggest problems. We find emerging leaders with the best ideas for social innovation as early as possible and set them on a path to lifelong impact. Our community of almost 1,000 social innovators includes past fellows like First Lady Michelle Obama, 
major public figures like Van Jones, and the founders of organizations like Teach for America and One Acre Fund. Built and refined over 30 years, our process discovers tomorrow's leaders today. Join us as we support a new generation of social impact leaders. Learn more at echoinggreen.org. Welcome back. I'm Eric Dawson, and this is On Course, the podcast from Echoing Green. Today, I'm speaking with Darius Ballinger, founder and CEO of Chasing 23. So, so talk about Chasing 23, this, this, this idea of, of, of offering new paths, different paths to other young people. Describe the program, what's the experience like? What's the vision? Back in 2015, uh, after going to community college for, for two years, transformed to a four-year university, um, you know, reestablishing myself in society as a leader, as a student leader, as a young professional, I, I was really encouraged to, along that journey, start to bring other people along. So in 2015, I started to go out to high schools and, and really share my story. And the reason why I started to share my story is because I, I had a, a firm belief that people can't be what they do not see, right? And so I, I really, really was adamant about young men of color, young black boys in the city of Chicago, knowing that they don't just have to settle for the, the traditional like street, neighborhood, crime thing, that they can themselves be so much more, that we, we don't just have to be, you know, entertainers or, or, or criminals, that we can be thought leaders, educators, right? Like all of these things. And, and I wanted to be a shining example for that. Um, having this model of like, if it is to be, it starts with me. And so I would go to these schools, have these conversations, and, and every school, would it, it would be another 10 to 15 young people that I bought into it. It would be the schools, the principals, the administration, everyone buying into it. And after a year or so, I got to a place where I said, you know, the, the motivational speeches are great. The 90 minutes of inspiration is awesome. But how are we walking alongside young people as they navigate these situations, right? Like, how are we walking alongside them? And after a year of that, I was really inspired to start what essentially is, is, is a fellowship, a mentoring program, um, but we take a cohort of young people that are at a particular school and we walk alongside those young people throughout the course of a year. We start off at, at, at very early stage, like self-awareness, who we are, you know, what things we've experienced and how they shape us and how that may affect in the world. We then go into a project-based learning portion of the of the program where now we've acknowledged kind of our, our immediate things, whether that's interests, whether that's um, mistakes, regrets that we may have. And now we're, we're, we're at a project-based thing. Well, now we're, we're working on something. We're, we're putting all of our energy into maybe making an event at the school. We're putting all of our energy into maybe designing a t-shirt brand, something that can speak to who we are. But now we're working on those skills. And then the last portion of our program, we're really helping our young people, these young men, you know, again, start on that pathway. Uh, we, we, we really like to be that, that inspiration, that jump to get young people at least just thinking about the opportunity, right? Seeing the possibility for themselves. And so that last portion of our program often comes with paid work experience and, and civic engagement. Um, we have a, a summer jobs program here in Chicago that employs a, a lot of young people in the city of Chicago for, for a period of eight weeks at a time. And again, this allows them to get that working experience. 
know, some of our guys, it, it, they've stayed with us and after the project-based learning and designing a T-shirt and helping with events, they want to continue to work with Chasing 23 and help us do our PR, our branding. Um, well, oftentimes, it's giving young people different opportunities to uh, work downtown in the government sector or work in a, in a small business like a local restaurant or things like that. And so we, we really serve as a launching pad. We really are essentially what Wayne was, right? We're guys that are like, man, you know, I'm, 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 I'm coming from this neighborhood. I'm already behind in my credits. I can't do that. You know, this is the route that I'm going. And, I'm, and, and we're like standing right in front of them saying, nope, nope, we got examples. You got Darius, you got Thomas, you got all of these examples to point to that can at least get, get the idea out of your mind that that's the only thing that you can do. And then here's some different avenues and, 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 and opportunities that you can go. And we're, and we're encouraging them and hoping that they, they, they continue on those pathways. I love it. And, and I love this idea of, um, of creating possibilities, right? Cause, cause yeah. as you and I both know, um, the cruelest thing we do to young people in this country is we um, destroy a sense of hope, right? A sense mm-hmm. of possible. Um, Darius, I'd love for you to, I'd love you to tell a story of hope, a story of possibility to tell the story of, of a young person you've connected with, through chasing 23, that's been an inspiration to you. I think about I think about K1, who is um, one of my first young people that came into my program, and, and and you know as you know as a practitioner, when we start these programs, right, like the first those first 10, 20, 40 young people we come in contact with, like those are the ones we hold on to because that same scale and grow, we get disconnected. But K1 was, I mean, this is one of my first guys in my first cohort in 2015 who I, I, I have my own lived experiences that I, that I lived through and, and, and overcame, but it was a totally different experience for me to lean into others' experience. Taiwan had been in Inglewood for all of his life, and this is all that he knew. But Taiwan man, has, has literally lived through a lot of the things that I had hoped to prevent for him. Right, like, like I, and, I, and I'm, I'm giving you, like, my success story for Chasing 23 isn't like, oh, man, I, I took a gangbanger who was selling crack and he graduated from a two-year, four-year, and now he's, like, he's working at Deloitte. My, my success story is, right. like, K1. So he'll call me. Like, he called me earlier this year when he got a job in the midst of the pandemic and everything was going on. And he, like, bro, even though I had a baby and even though I caught a case after I got with you, I'm still, I still feel like there's hope for me. I still know that my story not over. Like, your story didn't end at that. So I know that my story is not ending. And those are the stories that, right? I mean, when you tell a funder, it's, it's really like, well, I thought the program is to prevent that. And it is, but, but also it's, it's to spark this sense of hope and this sense of agency. And when I look at, when I look at the heart of K1, I can say, maybe I didn't give you a thing right then and there, but like what's in you is stuck with you and you're going to take it wherever you go. I love it. So, so Darius, you, you named your organization Chasing 23. What was the origin of that? What's behind that name? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm from Chicago. You can take, <laughs> take a stab at you know, like what that 23 means. But it, it's essentially Chasing Greatness. I mean, it, 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 it is, man. It is the, the bat light for Gotham City. It's ambition and charisma mixed together, hustle and passion all together. It, it, it's a belief that, that really that all, all that is to be is, is within me, 
right? Like, and, 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 and if we like start within ourselves, we have so much in us. Uh, and that was a lot of just the conversation that I had with my homeboy. And I mean, again, like I said, when Wayne brought it up, we would look at somebody like Michael Jordan. He's like laid it all on, out on the court, right? Like he put it all out there for the game of basketball. How, how as individuals can we take on that same thing? But if we're not playing basketball, like what does it mean to leave it all on the line for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your work? Like, like, how does that feel? And and so that you know, that's a, it's a spark, it's an inspiration, something like what Nike does, right? How Nike can inspire what brands can do. Chasing Twenty Three, inspiring that same sense of of agency, of hope, and resilience. So, so Darius, what's your Twenty Three? What's success for you? That's a great question. Uh, I'll, I'll say that you know, success for me has always been a holistic thing. It's it's not the one thing; it's the whole thing. As much as I can it, 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 it live up to my fullest potential, that's success. Um, the imprint that I make on my children's lives, um, in their lives, that will be a measure of success. And, you know, from there, whatever I can, can give out into the world that, that, that is of, of benefit and that is of, of impact, um, I will measure in success. Uh, I think that's the best way to define it. I think success is such an interesting thing now now that I've established some level of success and I've done some level of things, uh, I think happiness, joy, peace, like all of these other words <laughs> that I want to try to attribute to now, because I think success is, success is, is really interesting. You know, success oftentimes is just getting to something that you wanted. But once you get that thing, how you feel matters. <laughs> so like you you can, fail a bunch of times and get to something and then be like, oh, I'm successful. And then like, what if that, what you succeeded for ain't really your happiness? It's like, oh, that wasn't what I was really going for, right? And that could come out of a place of lack, right? But if you started with abundance, and like you moved out of that abundance, that's a, that's a total different way to approach life. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, success is, you know, just to constantly be living and, and unraveling. Uh, is, is an experience, is a, a moment of success or a, a feeling of success that I would like to attribute um, versus kind of this uh, destination. Once I make it there, uh, uh, I'll be happy or, or feel accomplished. I think there's a real tension for social entrepreneurs as they're coming up, uh, struggling between you know making it out uh, versus making it better. Mm-hmm. How have you navigated between that choice or is it even a choice? Um, it's a choice. It's a choice, man. Man, it, uh, man, when the pandemic started, uh, as, as civil unrest started, it was, it was the idea of like, man, you know, look at all this work we did in the communities and like all these relationships and like, like once all of these like external forces started happening, it really started to put pressure on the things that were so precious and so sacred and so like so special. And it, and it, and it challenged me in a way to where, you know, you think about like, man, you know, and, and what I'm doing matters. And, you know, like, is it, is it, you know, I, I probably was better served like healing through racism, structural oppression, my personal adversity, and then <laughs> going back to hope, I was like pulling out sticks, covering wounds while like covering other people's wounds while like, you know, making space for people who got wounds, who don't care about what's so it was a lot. It was a lot. 
um, in that process, and then and it's a process that I'm still in. But but I think that at the heart of at the heart of social entrepreneurs, at the heart of folks that that want to be change agents, is that you know through that adversity, through all of those challenges, the real you will show up. And so again, if there's a commitment to make things better, that that commitment will will never go away. How you approach it, your understanding of it will will change. But I mean, anything that you're really committed to, man, you don't really know you're committed to it until it gets rough. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like when you're working out, like day one, that is not you did nothing on day one. Like yeah, you need not even celebrate it. You need to wait till like day 21, day 49, where you like got up when you didn't feel like it, when it kicked, when it sucked, when because then you're getting there, right? Like that early outset, it, it, it does nothing. And so for me, that that's the part right now of like being in it uh, and 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 kind of appreciating every moment of it. Um, again, versus just like, I'm going to fix this thing and then it's going to be all fixed because, uh, you know, uh, uh, inequality, uh, kind of, you know, structural oppression, like these things didn't get fixed in one night and one RFP and one grant cycle. Exactly. And I think, Darius, that's such a powerful point because the the stories that we're given as social entrepreneurs is one of, of linear exponential change, right? That this step follows that step follows that step, but it's not a straight line, is it? It is, uh, it is a journey as you describe. That's Darius Ballinger, founder and CEO of Chasing 23. We'll be back with more after a short break. On Course is presented as part of the Inclusive Leadership Initiative. With support from the City Foundation, Echoing Green launched the Inclusive Leadership Initiative to expand its support of leaders that represent and work with communities of color. Together, Echoing Green and the City Foundation are supporting the next generation of leaders who are helping create economic and social opportunities for young women and men of color across the United States. Welcome back. I'm Eric Dawson, and this is On Course, the podcast from Echoing Green. I'm speaking to Darius Ballinger, founder and CEO of Chasing 23. So Darius, what's, what's next for you? What's next? Hey, I'm, I'm going to continue. I'm continuing to, to, to live and, and, and to be open, man. I man, I'm somebody who has been on both spectrums of the, uh, of life. And I, and I say that, you know, graciously, uh, we were just, you know, talking about the opportunity that I had earlier this year to, to testify before Congress uh, on behalf of uh, police accountability um, and, and police reform and that, that experience. And I remember going, speaking, and then flying back and then being back in neighborhoods and, and, and thinking like, wow, what such a profound calling that I have on my life that I was like literally in the halls of Congress speaking to, you know, legislators and, and policymakers about the lived experiences of the people that I was like walking down the street with later on that day. Um, and it was literally like, I was literally testifying at Congress at 10 o'clock. And then like by seven o'clock that evening, I was like walking back into my building, past the liquor store, past everybody on the corner. Um, and was just like, wow, man, this is, this is a lot to take in. Uh, and, and and again, it makes me you know think about just where my space is and, and where my role is in this work as I as I move forward. But but you know what's for me, uh, I think that 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 is yet been yet to be revealed. I think what I can what I can stick to is, is again sticking to my commitment in terms of bettering myself, 
um, being better for my family and being better for my community. Like if I, if I, I think if I stay to those, those things, those priorities, that, that what's for me, was, it will kind of like present itself right in front of me. And, and, and when the time's ready, I'll step right into it. For those who are listening and inspired by your work, how can they learn more? They can follow me, man. Um, Chasing23.org. They can reach out to our organization. Um, always give us support. Time, talent, treasure is always helpful. Folks can, they can find me, uh, DariusBalance.com. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I do speaking, trainings. Uh, I'm I'm really here as, as kind of as folks see fit. And then, on, you know, on social media, man, I'm, I'm on a lot of different social media channels, Twitter, LinkedIn, thanks to Echo and Green and a lot of other great partners. You can just kind of Google my name now and I'll come up, you'll find me. What does it feel like to, to say that all? Um, it's uh, one part. One part of me, I always aspire for that, man. Like I said, man, I, man, I grew up, man. I grew up lonely, you know. I, I ain't had my pops. My mom worked a lot. I had a big void in my life. I felt very, uh, just kind of like, ah, I'm just here. Uh, and it, there was a point in my life where I was like, nah, I matter. You somebody. And then I went back into this phase like, ah, I don't matter. <laughs> so. To be now and again, it's like, yeah, this is this is always what I was hoping for. This is always what I was I was getting at. Um, it's just all of the other things that have come along in association with it is is is, is kind of like that thing that you know you just be mindful of what you pray for because you might just get it. Um, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful that uh, what I believed as a young boy has come into fruition in my adulthood, and 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 and, and I just hope that that and and continue to work on uh, just you know bettering that now as I'm an adult and I have a. a a broader understanding of life and my purpose. So Darius, we're, we're going to move into our, our fast questions. These are a, mm-hmm. a set of, uh, of, of quick questions for a phrase or, or, or one or two sentence response. You ready? Okay. Yeah. If you could sit down with yourself 15 years ago, what would you tell your younger self? Man, you got so much ahead of you. There's so much more ahead of you. And I say switch it up. I say switch it up earlier. <laughs> like make the necessary changes now because everything that you think you can be, you, you actually will become it. So if you could sit down with yourself 15 years from now, what would you want to ask? Hmm. Wow. Wow. What would I want to ask? Uh... I mean, I, I, I just, I just commend them. I don't know. I think I'd be in awe. I just sit and watch 15 years from now, my boys will grow, my, you know, my relationships have been, you know, established for a while. So, um, I just be in awe, right? I think I just marvel at who I've become, um, kind of just, you know, understanding what all it took to get to that moment. Who would play you in the movie yeah. of your life? Who would play me? <laughs> Denzel Washington because he's just like so in the character I feel like somebody can get into my character with all the energy and stuff and what would that movie be called oh man part of a chaser so Darius if you could do anything else in the world except what you're doing right now what would that be well as of lately I'm uh, 
I, I feel I, I get I like to get a lot into the arts, like arts and media, like fashion. Definitely like just not so much heavy political science, structural racism, oppression. Like I would get to like more of just like the beauty of of like living life and experiencing and enjoying all of life while still fighting a good fight. As you stumble, as we all do, what's the one thing that helps you get back up? Uh, grace. Um, whenever I stumble or fall, know that I've stumbled or fallen before in life and that I've gotten up and that some of the times that I've gotten up has not been by my own will, uh, but by uh, what my belief has allowed for me to do. And so, uh, you know, when I stumble, I, I, you know, I try to set, I try to kind of give myself some space to not be a thought leader or expert or a leader, um, but to be a servant, but to be a vessel um, and to have this kind of larger and, you know, things are bigger than me uh, perspective. Darius, I've, I've loved our, our conversation today. And actually I want to end with that, with, with that word um, love. Um, I feel like it, it's one of those words that uh, we, we don't spend enough time on. We don't, we don't pay attention to, we don't lift up. And as I, as I hear your story, if I had to pull a thread through it, it is this brave, fierce, revolutionary idea of the power of love. You know, whether, whether you, know, you, and, you and Wayne, whether that's you and, and your family, you and, and, and your program, you know, if I had to distill the, the power of what you do, that would be the word I would use. Um, at the end of the day, what we all need, but particularly those, and, and I think particularly true for young people, that those young people who are told again and again in ways subtle and not so subtle that they're not worthy, the best and, and maybe the only antidote to that um, is to love them, um, is to offer them that, that, that commitment that they are enough, um, that, they are, that they are loved. Um, I admire you uh, for the work that you do, um, but I also love you for the man you are um, and, and how you move through the world. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing your story. Hey, man, I appreciate you all the time. And every time we connect, it's, uh, it's a divine connection. And, and so I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for everybody at Echo and Green. Um, and, yeah, hey, man, you know, everybody that's listening to this the, to this uh, recording, man, I, I just wanted folks to be encouraged and be inspired. I am just one person who took my lived experiences and, and stepped out and said, man, you know, I, I just want to make the world a better place um, and, and, and just believe that. And, and here I am years later. Uh, that's coming into fruition in, in very like small relationships and on larger on larger scales. And so I just hope everybody to be encouraged and go out there and chase that 23 man because the world needs all of us. To learn more about Echoing Green, go to echoinggreen.org. And don't miss any of our episodes. Subscribe where you get your podcasts and don't forget to leave a rating so other listeners can find us. I'm Eric Dawson. Stay on course.